Did you forget to do your intro? Yeah, I forgot the intro part. So we were... Robbie started mimicking the bass. So as a joke, I put my hands as if I was going to play a piano. It's because yeah. there's no piano part. Yeah. And I, try, I got the cowbell ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not in any of that. Uh, I forgot we were doing an episode, actually. I just got lost in the... Got lost in the sauce. I thought we were playing Guitar Hero. Yeah, I got lost in the bit. Uh, hello, <laughs> a bit that no one will ever see. <laughs> Welcome to part three, day three of our end of the year 2023. A lot of threes. Discussions on everything we watched this year. For those uninitiated, it's not everything that came out this year. It's not everything we went to the movies to watch this year. It's everything that we did for the podcast this year. Movie With an asterisk. With an asterisk <laughs> on a couple of those things. Yeah. Um, and yesterday... We would have covered best action, which we won't say who won because you have to list. Um, it was me. I won best musical based movie and best trilogy, which is a banger category. So go check that out. Which, Some upsets there. <laughs> I almost feel like we had a missed opportunity for how many threes are in this episode to do the tri- best trilogy. <laughs> oh, great day three, part three, best trilogy. <laughs> trilogy three. Uh, today we will be covering another three categories we are going to do best comedy best horror and modern adaptation continuation the best of that if you're one if you're just thinking there hey that doesn't sound like a real category you're right i just made it up yeah and we went with it though (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're gonna make it a category we sure are i should write like the awards for stuff i would just make up stuff like that you'd be great that's what they do best video game with pizza in it (laughs) It's Pizza Tower. Yeah, I was well, going to say, it's think. definitely going to be Pizza Tower. Let me think for a second. This year. Spider-Man 2. That doesn't count. That's, not, pizza that's not listed in the, in the <laughs> games. I actually heard for the Game Awards <laughs> that there's a, a lot of audience members who were pissed off that Spider-Man 2 didn't win there's more awards. Lot, there's a lot of people pissed off about a lot of it things. Was a war, it was a nominated for like seven things, and it won none. Yeah. Uh, uh, the trick is the Game Awards is a sham. Go watch me yell at it on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, go check out the archive of E just being angry for three hours. Three and a half hours, actually, yeah, I think. God. The internet cut out at one point. Fuck, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to do something with that. But I, He got I, so angry it. that the internet was just like, dude, dude, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Jeff Kimbley's had his like people's just sniped my router as we were doing it. <laughs> I had to get the second one out. But it's actually funny. Because it was during, like, the one thing that we were all just being really positive about, yeah, too. Yeah, because there was, like, a uh, farming sim, and we were like, oh, this actually looks kind of neat, and then, dead. <laughs> Straight dead. I'm not yeah. allowed to be, I'm not allowed to have fun during game awards, yeah. or during award shows. That's that's the law I learned. It's the law. But, you know what? You broke the curse I did. Nothing stupid happened. Nothing well, stupid. Techni- I mean, the internet thing, but. Well, yeah, that but that wasn't, wasn't the yeah. award show's fault that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> That'd be very funny if it turns out, like. There was a virus on the YouTube link that, <laughs> that like, infected me. It'd be great. Uh, all right. Let's start this off. We're going to start yeah. off with best comedy today. Robbie, what do we have on best? We have Scary Movie 2, Back to the Future 2, Clerks 3, Ernest and Celestine, and Not Another Teen Movie. Not very populated, this, this category. Not very no. popular. We didn't watch no. any funny movies this year. We watched a lot of dramatic movies this yeah. year. Just a year for a lot of drama movies, I guess. And again, uh, if there's movies from a trilogy involved, we picked the quote-unquote best from that trilogy to be in there. Asterisk yes. on Scary Movie, because Scary Movie 3 is easily the best of yes. that but trilogy. We just, we but just we, didn't watch it for yeah. the podcast, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's kill Scary Movie 2. Yeah, we can get yeah. Scary <laughs> Movie 2 out of there. I was going to say, it's going to be the easiest one to cut at from that. I feel like the second easiest one to probably cut from that would be Ernest and Celestine, yeah. which it's fine. It, it's a kid's movie. If you want to watch a decent kid's movie that has like some artistic merit to it, that, that it's a fine movie to watch, I'll but it's just, it's okay. Represents an underutilized form of comedy nowadays. It's a lot of good slapstick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slapstick is underutilized. Now. Yeah. Okay. Um, It is French, though, so uh... I know Jariah would refuse to let it know. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't here for that. Yeah, man, it's like we chose that movie because you weren't there that week. You didn't even know we were watching a movie that week. I didn't know. I was shocked actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, not another D movie. Like, 
a lot of fun. I did almost vomit watching it though. That's which... a you <laughs> thing. That's not that a, is very much a you thing. That's not a human thing. That's an e thing. I don't know. I will say write in the comments below if you almost vomited. Do we have comments below? Do we? I don't know. You should actually. know that more than me. Right? I should. <laughs> Go to your Twitch I, stream I, right I think... now in chat right down <laughs> if you vomited. I feel like counting on where you watch your podcast, maybe, but... The only thing I could think of is, like, if it was on YouTube, there's comments, but we don't post these to YouTube. Don't. Maybe someday. Probably not, though. I don't know. The issue is, like, you're supposed to have visuals that you post to YouTube for mm. the most part, and... Yeah, we don't. There's a big issue if we have that which yeah. is that i'm not ever on screen yeah yeah um i honestly think out of the three here clerks three getting cut here would be the choice really i really? think there's a lot of really funny moments in clerks three i think clerks three is hilarious it is super super funny but i don't think its greatest merit is the comedy whereas i think for this category comedy has to be the shining tower and i think out of the two or out of the three rather here I think not another teen movie is purely comedy. Is and it funnier though? I don't think it's funnier than Clerks Three. That's a good question, Robbie. What do you? think? I think it's funnier than Clerks Three. When's the last time you've watched it? Actually, it, it's been a while. There, but there are still some jokes that I do really like. Name one. Um, what is wrong with his family? I don't remember that one. That's the one where like his dad decides that he really needs a girlfriend, and so like he brings his mom into his room. She does like oh. the so you want top or bottom, honey? And he's oh my god, and leaves, and then he goes into his sister's room, and she starts grinding on him, and right. she's like, "Stop! You're my sister, only by blood," and like throws okay, her off. Yeah, and what a, is wrong with his family? That was a pretty good joke. Okay, Fair that's enough. early in the movie where yeah. it has that. There's that the Molly Ringwall joke. I really like that one. Yeah, the banana split thing was really great. Super <laughs> banana funny. split one's pretty good. The like painting. on. The the, yeah, the the painting, the drawing, <laughs> or the pictures at the beginning, too. Yeah. All I, right. Oh, okay. yeah. Because, like, she's an artist, and, yeah. like, yeah. And it's <laughs> the shitty stick figures. Yeah. How her mom died. Okay. You know, now I'm remembering some of the jokes. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, when stuff. it comes off of pure comedy merit or merits, I would probably say, like, Not Another Teen Movie is probably one of the funniest ones that yeah. we've watched this year. Uh, I think when it comes like actually being like a good movie, it's not as high up on the list. Oh yeah, no, if we're just saying good movie or not, uh, it's off. It's off the list. Yeah. But <laughs> funny guess, movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess remembering more of the jokes. I guess it's fair if you want to say Clerks off. I would. Yeah. I would. I mean, I think that Clerks three is more drama than yeah. it is, and like there's a lot of really good dramatic moments that I really did like of Clerks three. Yeah, uh, there is some pretty funny parts in Clerks three too. I think Elias becoming more of a Satanist in Clerks three is <laughs> really funny. Every single time you see him, he has a different outfit. So yeah, he has good, he, so good. he has a different outfit on. Even just like the beginning part, where he decides he's gonna basically become Satan's concubine and like drops his pants in the middle of the <laughs> hospital, and like everyone's staring at him like, what is this guy doing? What is he? What? what? Put your pants back on. What are you doing? We like that was really funny. Thieves. What's a butt thief? It's <laughs> the dumbest joke in, in the world. World threes, though. Yeah, yeah. The last one was definitely the funniest, where like it's just a person like leaning over, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I think I would still cut it. Okay. On the on the comedy. It, yeah, merit. as I say, if it's on the merit of like the funniest that we watch on here, but I think also it I'm a little bit more biased because I feel like because of that time period, uh not another teen movie is one of those movies that helps shape my sense of humor. Me too, honestly. I'm being completely honest here. Yeah, wait, wait. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future 2. Let's talk about that on a comedy level. I think that's also extremely, extremely funny. I do think it is very funny. I think that it takes a lot of the things from the first one and plays off of them really well. Yeah. Um. What do you say the merits are of something being extremely funny and something having laugh out loud and moments funny? Because I know that there are some people who would differentiate those those two things. I don't know how you guys fall on that. I think it's fair to differentiate them, but I don't. I think in the category like this, where we're just saying comedy, I don't think it's worth separating them. Because I, I know what you're probably getting at, which is that Back to the Future isn't like gut-bustingly funny, but it has a lot of really good wit and stuff to it. Yeah, like you're enjoying the comedy. Yeah. But you're not like... Oh, no doc. Right. But like, you're like, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but like, for me personally, I think that's why I end up enjoying it more and thinking about it more. Okay. It's the wit. How do you feel, Robbie? I, well, I think this is just me uh, fighting for not another teen movie again. Um, I think for me, it's 
more quotable humor too when it comes to not another teen movie and i think for me even though it's been oh because i wasn't on the not another teen movie episode but it is a movie that i've seen quite a bit because we grew up in the early 2000s and we watched a lot of really dumb comedies and that was on tv a lot and we watched we had the dvd and watched that a lot and uh it is like more quotable humor it's less well it's less wisecracking i guess i should say yeah it's it is comedy for the sake of itself it is situations being written in for a joke right it is a parody movie it is a parody parody. and it is least uh enjoyable form of comedy which is referential humor in a lot of times uh, which you just didn't understand a lot of the references. No, I got like seen... none yeah. of them. Yeah, because and I will give you that. Another, not another teen movie is a product of its time. Mm-hmm. I I love not another teen movie. I think yes, it's super, I do. Super I funny. absolutely do love it. Like that, that's what I'm saying. That's what one reason why I'm fighting for it too is because if we're going just based off of the merit of comedy, then like this is definitely one of those movies that like helps shape what kind what I think is funny and the type of jokes that I tell a lot of the time too. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is because like it's some of it's referential, but some of it's also you know, both movies are quippy. I was going to say it's more quippy, but now I think about it, both of them have a lot of quips. Um, I, I would say Back to the Future is probably more quippy. Yeah. Um, as much as it's weird to say, because, like, the dialogue of uh, Not Another Team movie is jokes, like, I think the dialogue's a lot, sh- like, more it does have way a... and quick paced in Back to the Future in terms of his humor. Yeah. And I think... Uh, a lot of so it's it's one of those things too that uh i don't think i actually talked about on the podcast much where like i prefer a lot more like character driven comedy and stuff over just pure jokes it's one of the things i tell that dry like was surprised to hear from me but i i don't like sketch comedy all that much which is just insane like i i'll watch some of them and be like oh yeah that was funny but i don't like sitting down and watching a show that's sketch comedy i don't i don't find that enjoyable which I love. And yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a big difference between me and you is because I want, I also love sketch comedy, like loved watching whose line is anyways. I watched, loved watching whitest kids, you know, uh, some other ones that I'm probably Monty not Python. thinking of. Yeah. Monty Python, Andy uh, pretty much anything on late night MTV, which also includes Andy Milanakis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I've watched that a lot. Uh, also actually. late night G4. That was a lot of sketch comedy too. Now that I think about it. There was a lot of sketch comedy in there. Yeah. I don't know if I would say G4's comedy was good. No. They had it. (laughs) It was there. Like, sometimes there was some pretty funny stuff, but it wasn't. There was a lot of sketch comedy, though. I just, like, see every now and then, like, G4 will pop up, and it's like, hey, why did G4, like, make the most racist comment ever to exist? That's usually, uh, (laughs) early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. And Adam Sessler is just a cesspool of hatred. That man is so angry. If you ever want to see an angry white man yelling at everybody for no reason, check out his Twitter account. It is fucking. I don't know. Makes you want to yell at the Does guy. He yell at the woke mob. No, no, no. He's the just, other just... way around, actually. <laughs> but super angrily, like just That's telling funny. people to go fuck themselves right to their faces. It's insane. Um, How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Where are we again? It's because I was talking about like the difference between like, I think quippy comedy and quotable comedy. Yeah. yeah and like i think that's what it is is like back to the future 2 and not another teen movie or like they're both very funny movies but for very different reasons yeah and i think it's ease fighting a lot more for back to the future and i'm fighting a lot more for not another teen movie i'm in the middle yeah weirdly enough you? you're in the middle for once <laughs> that's weird i'm not used to that um happens every now and then i i would probably fight harder for not another teen movie on a comedy level, just because I think if I sit down, I'm like, I want to watch a comedy, I'm probably not going to put on Back to the Future. I think Back to the Future is a better movie. I'll yeah. say that yeah, outright. I, I will agree with you on that. Back to the Future is a better movie. But if we're going, but also I thought Clerks 3 was a better movie too. So I thought yeah. like that was going to win Best Comedy. Right. I don't think quality of movie should be which one is. It's the, not a factor. <laughs> I think that shouldn't be a factor in which one is the yeah, funniest movie. Right. Because you can have an extremely funny movie and have it not be terribly well made or produced and yada, yada, yada. I think that's the end of the trilogy to the Goofy movies, right? <laughs> not very well made? No, extremely funny movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> ironic because they ran out of jokes. <laughs> there was uh, only two of them anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly do think Not Another Team Movie does win this one just for the sake of comedy itself. 
for somebody has to fight for comedy. Uh, <laughs> Where are the jokes these days? You can't say jokes anymore, or else you get shot with a gun by the liberals, <laughs> and then eaten by the liberals. But like when I think of just comedy bits between the two of them, I'm struggling to just think of like comedy moments in Back to the Future. But like, I keep thinking of just tons of dumb little comedy things yeah. in another team. And that's my big thing too. Is like there's a lot of quotable moments of just like little jokes you can like say this happened or that happened and like sometimes it's just like a little quotation of uh something that happens in the movie like if i walked up to dry and went hungry he probably knew exactly what joke i was talking about maybe no that look on his face you is no. <laughs> that the oh, I'm sorry moment you lose you guys lose you <laughs> proved you wrong <laughs> you know because the whipped cream bikini with the banana split in the back of it because like that's what he says whenever he walks up to her wearing that just the whipped cream bikini yeah i think he's like let me go and slip into something a little more comfortable and get us a snack and then he comes back in that yeah it's good um the thing that i'm thinking about, about is like so fucking hilarious in that movie for me is the dad to the girl in it the drug dad the drunk no. dad yeah he is, I think that his parts are so funny because they're just so like, what the fuck? Because he's saying awful, awful things to her and super unsupportive of everything. But he's saying it in the super nice tone. Mm-hmm. So it like, in your brain, you're like, oh, this is like super fucked up. But like, he's really nice. And like, it's kind of what those movies do. Like all those teen movies do is like the parent figures are like always saying something like not very supportive and not very great. But like there's uplifting music in the background they're saying it with a really light tone so it's fine and like that's kind of what they're going for with this guy but it's like super fucked up stuff like just give in just be a little bit of a slut people will like you more all right sweetie pumpkin i'm going to bed and just like grabs a beer and like half of a pie and walks away and it's like it's great i think it's so good uh i, I would i would put not another team movie personally honestly. i mean i'm outvoted so i guess that's how it'd be i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be a vote yeah, system does. but doesn't have What's to the be. point of that... there being three of us. <laughs> That's what happened on the last episode. <laughs> Shut up, Robbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Robbie. Back to the future wins now. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Someone needs to fight for E. <laughs> All right. Alright, yeah. Not teen movie comedy. Comedy, not another teen movie wins with Back to the Future 2 and Clerks 3 running up. I don't even know if a top three makes sense for category that five. Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys want to? You guys want to fight for best horror, real quick? Yeah, I, I think because it's going to be mostly me and Dry talking yeah. for best horror because we're the biggest horror buffs. I did. Yeah. Well, I also didn't watch what I assume would be the winners, like the top five in this category. I'm interested, E. What do you think would be the top three from you not having watched a lot of them? Uh, Skinnerink, Terrifier Two, Terrifier. The ones you had didn't watch. Yeah, just the ones you didn't watch. <laughs> Genuinely, yes. <laughs> okay okay but we should read off what's in this category you're right i'll read those off real quick for best horror we have pitch black the conjuring bright burn slither skinamarink terrifier 2 terrifier and ouija origins of evil ouija 2 Two Ouija two. It's not two Ouija two. It's a prequel. It's not the second one. <laughs> the the second one can be a prequel. That's allowed. It's not how it, you can't call it two. Then yeah, two you can. A, two's a continuation Who of the says story. You can't? Me, I'm the narrative <laughs> so it's not, person. It's not two Ouija two furious. It's uh, it's Ouija. Ouija Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the things that E. Yeah. Uh, Brightburn's garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask because I was not on the Brightburn episode and I have not seen that movie yet. I think. But the way that you guys talk about it, it's just like, eh. Literally, there's like 10 good minutes in that entire movie. Yeah. Maybe. I think E and I both went into this with like probably pretty bright eyes, I would think. Yeah. And like some hopes for this because the idea of it is fun. It's Superman. What if Superman were a kid but then turned evil and fucked people up? But it's done really so bad. badly. It's, it's oh, that's just, fair. It's it literally when we made it, we were like, we might need a be- most disappointing award. Yeah, <laughs> but we didn't watch any. We didn't watch a ton of disappointing movies afterward. Like some, but not enough to really warrant. Well, I guess also speaking of disappointing movies, because you seem pretty disappointed with Pitch Black too. So I feel like when it came to like the bottom of the barrel, it would either be Brightburn for the way you guys talked about it, or it'd be Pitch Black for the way that you talked easily about Brightburn's it. worse. Like really? Pitch Black is just like dumb and like badly edited. Brightburn makes me 
pissed. Brightburn it genuinely could have been so, so good. Yeah, they they took a really good idea with Brightburn and then just like pissed all over it then. Yeah, because like even during the thing, we kept like discussing how it could have been better. Yeah. To a point where I'm like, I created an idea I almost want to do because it's like we saw the movie and I ended up like, could you imagine if this was instead like a movie about like a detective trying to solve these murder cases, except the murderer, someone who was had superpowers and they in the world where you don't know those exist. That would be pretty dope. Actually. Yeah. Really fucking cool. That's like, it almost <laughs> does that. Cause like at this, the one of the early deaths, like they bring out the police and the police like, I'm not sure how, cause like his car would have had to fallen from 20 feet up yeah. to cause this accident. And it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. And then they don't do anything with it. They don't do anything. And like, the kills are kind of gory, and some yeah. of them are cool, but they're not like impressive. Okay. No, like some are just like any superhero movie would have this. Like, yeah. there's one where he shoots like laser beams through his father's head, which is like it's neat, but also like everything with laser beams did that. Yeah. Um, the coolest like the one one of the coolest scenes is literally the ending, which is not <laughs> yes. good. Not like. Oh, how it ends. Literally, like, the last five minutes does, like, a montage of cool shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's, I'm spoiling Brightburn here. I don't give a fuck. But the last five minutes of this is after he's, like, killed everybody in his family. Uh, and he goes free to just be evil Superman child. He, You get, like, a montage of him fucking shit up everywhere. And, like, tons of news things being like, so, we've got to find a way to stop Brightburn. Because that's his name and it is Brightburn. Right. Like, we got to find a way to stop Brightburn. How are we going to do it? It's like... Well, there are other uh, powered individuals who maybe could stop them, or maybe they couldn't. And you literally get, like, a montage revealing of, like, the evil Justice League. Like, you get evil Aquaman, evil Batman. Like, really cool stuff, actually. That like, something pretty, that'd be yeah. super fun for a sequel that I would not trust this team no. to <laughs> do at all. <laughs> it's, just, it's really disappointing. And the other, like, really good scene, because we're, fuck this movie, yeah. don't watch it. Don't watch it. Uh, there's like a scene where it's like the thing where the mother is like, I have to stop him. And, uh, the only thing that's ever shown damage is the like pod he came in. Uh, it gave him a cut, which like never happened. Yeah. So she goes down to the farm and like breaks off a piece and like her, uh, she sees Brightburn and she's like, it's okay. It's fine. And she gives him a hug and it does the classic thing where like behind him she's like gearing up her arm to stab him right and when she goes to stab him he immediately grabs her so and she's like I i'm sorry i'm sorry and he fucking shoots up into the stratosphere and she's freezing to death and he just lets her go yeah and then goes back down and it's like the coolest scene in the movie and it's it's wasted on this movie quite yeah. frankly it really is wasted on this movie it a movie that I haven't talked about a whole lot just because it was something that was super disappointing for me and something I watched way before the podcast was even a thing. Uh, it sounds like what you guys felt with, with Brightburn was like what I felt with with a movie called Future World, which has like a very promising premise in my opinion, but is completely wasted because um, the idea of that movie is, and maybe we'll bring it up, I'm not spoiling too much about it. It's a movie about like an artificial intelligence that like uh, artificial intelligence basically like kind of take over the world and then like become like um huge in like everyday life and then like to the point wherever it starts becoming destructive towards humans and so humans decide like go into a war with ai and then there's like one ai in particular that like doesn't want to take part in the war and so like kind of puts himself into like a shutdown and deletes all their memories and then like wakes up in a future world like after the war had happened with like none of their re recollections and like starts to learn about like humanity and like maybe like why ai started to do this and like starts to learn about, like the good and the bad of humanity and there's kind of like an interesting idea, but it has a super low budget and, uh, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the name of him. Uh, it was directed by James Franco. That's minus yeah. points right there. Yeah. <laughs> James Franco directed it super, super low budget. And so like most of it takes place in like an abandoned motel. Good. Mm. Yeah. Here's the thing it's, with Brightburn, Robbie. It has all the elements that make it to where it should have been good. They just, just fucked not. it up. It has okay. Badger from Breaking Bad in it. It does, and he's fun. He's the best part of that movie, and he gets killed. Yeah. It's like Transformers all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Brightburn's fucking off. You talked more about it than we should. Yeah. Yeah, really <laughs> That's how disappointing it was for you guys, is that you talked about that much. Um. Anyways, now we can get rid of Pitch Black. It's just kind of yeah. not great. Which, yeah, <laughs> that was the thing, is like, 
product of its time. It's still good. Like it's still, it's actually considered to be a cult classic these days. I think it's a fun concept. Yeah, it, it's a really cool concept. It's uh, just edited like, bad. Yeah, and that that was like E's biggest thing is that it's edited very bad. It's very early two thousands editing. Uh, it does have a cool anti-hero story. Like people still talk about Riddick and about how he's like one of the coolest anti-heroes. But... I think a lot of that does stem from the rest of the movies and property. Yeah, though. some of it does, but it like even before the second movie had come out, it was considered to be like really good. Like that was considered to be really good. The second movie is considered to be like the meh part of the trilogy. And then, like the tri- the only reason there's even a third one years and years later is because uh, Vin Diesel just really, really likes playing Riddick, and so he really wanted to play their character again. So they made the third movie, I especially mean, considering the second movie does actually end on a cliffhanger that just takes 15 years to get our get a trilogy. The thing that people really, really like about the uh, Riddick trilogy is actually the video game, the games, and the are- anime, and the anime. The games are really good though. Actually, yeah. it's like one of the few stealth games that I actually like. Oh, but yeah, Pitch Black can go. I yeah. I uh, wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid because I was super afraid of the dark, and that movie involves the dark a lot. So I had to hide in the kitchen, which was not, uh, Robbie knows uh, where I used to live. The kitchen was right next to the living room, yeah. literally right there. But I had to No hide. lights in it. <laughs> there were, there were, <laughs> but I had to lay in the kitchen and pretend like I was sleeping in the kitchen uh, so that they would not uh, bother me if I like kind of watched the movie a little bit. It wasn't weird for me to sleep in the kitchen. <laughs> Try to have a good home life <laughs> if it's not apparent from all the stories he tells. Uh, so yeah, pitch black too. Um, uh, can we can we get rid of Ouija? No, I would. Are cut, you gonna cut like Slither or Conjuring before it? I would cut Terrifier one first, actually. Really? Yeah. So the thing about the Terrifier, like Terrifier two, is actually the highlight of it. Terrifier There's one. Two of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out of the well, technically, it's three. Three will be soon. Well, well, no, because there's three um, if you count the yeah the short, short that, films. Yeah, because yeah. there was a short film that started out as, and then like the first Terrifier, it is fun, and like they did some really cool stuff with it. It is super super low budget though. It is stupid low budget. I feel like it should beat Ouija because Ouija is not fun. Ouija is fun and it's good it's and bad you're, and you're stupid a, you're and I hate it. But you're as a doo-doo head. You're a doo-doo head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Y'all are some haters. <laughs> we can cut Terrifier, sure. Yeah, I would cut the first Terrifier yeah. first. I did like the first Terrifier, though. Like it's it did have it had some fun moments, but there's like a lot of in between just to make it movie length. Yes. Now can we cut Ouija? No. Um <laughs> Are you sure? Argue well. Like the next thing I can see getting cut is Slither, but Slither is also really, really fun. Yeah, I was gonna. That, that's one thing I was gonna say is like I was thinking Slither, but Slither is like Ouija's decent, but Slither's a fun movie though. Yeah, like I, it is. It takes the elements of like late '90s horror movies and make like because those ones were fun too. Because like they have like the fun parts and it gets to horror or aspect after it's done being fun yeah. uh, for like a lot of like those teenage horror movies of the early 2000s. This one just stays fun the entire way through. Yeah. I I think we should cut Ouija Origins of Evil, but not because E wants to. It's just because that's where it's at. Uh, <laughs> not because E wants to, but because it should be. <laughs> uh, Ouija Origins of Evil is very good. I think He's that lying. it is well-crafted, and I think the characters in it are super, super likable and fun. And I think that it almost justifies it being a Ouija movie and almost makes me want to watch the first one again, even me knowing that the first one sucks. Yeah, Don't watch it. It's to be boring. F- I will say Dryad had to talk me into watching the second one because like, I was just like, no, I saw the first one. It was gar- it was hot garbage. I'm not going to watch the second one. He's like, no, 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 it's actually good. And like made me sit down and watch it. And I was super surprised on how good Ouija was in comparison to the first one. I need like, D here to help me just talk about how shitty it is. Well, he's wrong too. I'll fight him. <laughs> You do. Like, you'll yeah. fight for Back to the Future. He'll fight for Ouija. <laughs> it's not even fair because this is fighting for, like, fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Um, so then the real talk here becomes Slither or Conjuring gets cut next. Slither's, so. I, I would cut, cut Slither before I'd cut Conjuring. Yeah, because, like. Slither's weird because this is a horror category. And, like, Slither has really good, like, monsters and stuff. But, it's like. It's a B-horror for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what makes it weird to compare to the rest. Well, again, I, I haven't seen Skin and Marine Corps. I mean, the thing too. is, Terrifier two and Conjuring are both going for B movie atmosphere, different decades, of course. Yeah, Conjuring going for Exorcist, Exorcist things like seventies horror. Terrifier two, straight up going for eighties. Yes, yeah, uh, Slither going for nineties. So three different decades, yeah. but all B movies. 
Yeah, Terrifier 2 is definitely a love letter to Grindhouse films. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you guys gotta, you gotta discuss that on your own because <laughs> I'm at the halfway point of what I've seen. <laughs> that is fair. And like, uh, I don't know, like Slither's cool. I don't know if like I would ever be like, you know, best horror movies? Yeah, Slither. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I would cut Slither. Yeah, I would two. cut Slither just because I was going to say uh, The Conjuring was such a good, like, almost exorcist movie that it almost gave E a more appreciation for the original exorcist. The Conjuring is the better exorcist. It is. Uh, to say some nice things about Slither here real quick, it's just super, super fun. It's good. Yeah. yeah like, it's, it's an amazing movie. It's James Gunn getting to really kind of stretch his creative bits out a little bit before going on to being the huge fucking dude in the industry that he is now. Yeah. Uh, it's it has James it has B movie James Gunn stuff all over. It has Tromeo and Juliet. It has Romeo and Juliet. Trom- Tromeo is different. Uh, it has uh, hints of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Texas, Three. No Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he wrote that. Like did he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, or not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Oh, okay. different thing. Very like, different things. What the hell? He wrote say... that like iconic sixties movie. <laughs> I don't know when it came out. Seventies. Uh, oh, was pretty uh, close actually. But he wrote Lollipop Chainsaw. Like you feel these different things in Slither and like his evolution as a writer going forward. Yeah, um, and it's funny as hell. It's funny as hell. It's so funny. It's so good. Like out of these, I bet it's probably the funniest. I don't know about Terrifier too. No, Terrifier 2 is pretty funny. Terrifier it, 2 is funny, but it ha- it's like pitch black humor. Yeah. No, no. So like, yeah. So they like distort the picture of Terrifier. <laughs> Terrifier. John Terrifier himself. <laughs> I mean, I could say, I could see Terrifier 2 making a joke of him like deep frying a guy alive and then making jokes about how now he's the Terrifier. Like, <laughs> It is that level of like so, it, it's I'm, I'm it's dark. I'm sorry, I'm physically unable to say it. <laughs> say, I, uh, to to get you in the idea of like the level of comedy that Terrifier has in it, the teaser trailer for Terrifier three is him pretending to be Santa, and then slaughtering a, little, a child, and then being everything covered in blood, and him eating milk and cookies and laughing. That's the teaser for three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the that proves how yeah. funny it is. That's like the pitch that, black comedy yeah. that that is. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like uh, for Terrifier two, I guess like this isn't much of a spoiler, but like uh, it the second one starts off like immediately after the first one ends, and uh, it's the it's him going into uh, Art the Clown, uh, walking into a twenty four hour laundromat covered in blood and gore and like stripping completely naked and then like throwing all of his clothes in the washer and like sitting there naked reading a newspaper and he's laughing as he's reading the newspaper and it shows the article he's reading and it's a family of door a uh, family of four slowly dies in a car fire Jesus. and he's not laughing he never makes a sound he's like a mime uh, yeah yeah he looks but like, like he's one. like doing like the yeah like the silent <laughs> yeah. the sound and like uh, pointing at the article like while he's laughing at it yeah um, that's the movie, how the movie starts. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> you know, maybe it's, maybe it's funnier than I gave it credit. You couldn't watch it though. No. Well, I'm going to describe cute. some of the murders in there and uh, I'm going to have to ask you to, uh, just be patient with that party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me grab a trash can. Maybe honestly. Um, but yeah, I think here it makes sense for Conjuring to get cut. I think Conjuring was cool. extremely, yeah, extremely cool. A very formative for where horror is at now in yeah. the mainstream. I was going to say it's very it was very influential of its time. Yeah. And it brought a it brought the 70s horror vibe back to cinemas in a way that I didn't think many things were going to be able to do. I mean, it also brought back paranormal horror in a way that no one was expecting either. Yeah. It 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 was it was huge. I still think that Conjuring 1 and 2 are phenomenal horror films. Two to a lesser extent, but still phenomenal. Yeah. And everything else in that series is kind of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like Annabelle 2, 2 Anna, 2 Bell? Actually, of the Annabelle trilogy, 1 is fucking god-awful, 2 is really good, and 3 is pretty good. You lied to me, then. Uh, none 1 and 2 are fucking garbage. Uh, La Rona is fucking garbage. I, I still wish Which, that Annabelle was the the Raggedy Ann doll just the whole funny. time. It'd be so fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, the, the Conjuring is really good. It has some of the best setups for jump scares mm-hmm. ever and it doesn't over jump scare which is nice yeah, it's really yeah. cool shots well, yeah. and i was gonna say like that's a thing is like there's a lot of movies with jump scares like jump scares that are not deserved it feels like every single scare in general for the conjuring is deserved yeah absolutely uh that being said this is time for it to be cut because it's 
jumping into a whole different class of horror now. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, time for me to zone out. <laughs> yeah. So don't get me wrong. I did really like Terrifier 2. I feel like the more that we talk about it, I feel like the more that Skin Marink just kind of stuck with me. Skin Marink is a and, master class of horror. Yeah. And it's one of those things, because like we even talked about it on that episode. We're not 100% sure on whether E would be terrified or bored watching Skin Marink. <laughs> yeah. I did see there's a telephone in it, so uh, I would laugh when I saw the Fisher Price phone. I don't think I don't you think would. you would actually. So I like, here's the thing with Skinamarink E is that it is what I would probably call lo-fi horror. I don't know if that's a term. Lo-fi beats to chill to. Yeah, yeah. There's lo-fi literally just means low fidelity. So like, yeah, you get like crackling and yeah. the mm-hmm. noises and stuff. So yeah, um, then it can be lo-fi horror. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it's one of those things you almost forget about it, but there's white noise playing in the background, kind of like a, a vinyl record that is no longer playing music, and you just hear like the scratching of it. That is just constantly playing in the background the entire time of that movie, and sometimes you forget about it until it's just silent, and like that is a movie. Like we were talking about before how there's like a lot of horror movies that they trust the audience enough or trust the material enough to like let it just be quiet during certain scenes. Uh, this movie, there's a lot of silence and it works to the movie's credit, like way more than it should. Yeah. The the thing with Skin Rink, though, and to Robbie's point of why we aren't sure if you would be bored with it or be awfully terrified with it, is because it depends entirely on your own brain. Well, I'm scared of the dark. So that might it would it would yeah. maybe fuck with you a lot, or it would put you to sleep. Again, we don't know because <laughs> yeah, there's it, no dialogue, there's no direct yeah. story in the film at all. Yeah. You are experiencing this thing that what's happening in this movie with these children as they're experiencing it from the perspective and the level of a child. Uh, with the recall of let's say a child that went through this when they were seven, and now they're forty five, how they would remember this one specific thing, like that level of memory of like oh, so you're. It's very uncertain, very yes. distorted. Very, yes. Okay. That movie is very much, um, it's very much walking through a dark cave with a broken flashlight where you get little flashes of this here and there and you're not even exactly sure what you saw the entire time. Yeah, there's not like scene structure, act structure really. There, you technically never see a straight on face. It's mostly from the perspective of about adult hip level because mm-hmm. that's the child's height. And there's a lot of looking at walls and looking at old cartoons on a TV and looking at Legos on the ground. And that's honestly most of the movie yeah. is looking at walls. And then whenever you do see a person, it's either, you know, underneath their face or if like you do see like head level, you're seeing behind them. Yeah. And then like the closest you see to a face is sometimes you feel like maybe you're seeing something in the dark, but you cannot quite figure it out. Yeah. And that's like part of the horror of it. It is a movie that is able to get into your head unlike any other movie I've ever seen in my life. Nice. To the point to where I we talked about this on the episode, it is more of an experience and less of a movie. Yeah. It's insane. It is... I've never seen anything like it in my life. Um, so it's, it's probably pretty clear what... It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear, clear which wins, yeah. <laughs> I will say in defense of Terrifier 2, Terrifier 2 takes everything that was great about the first movie and it just like cranks it up to 11 yes so like if you like grindhouse films you like films with a lot of gore in it you like films that uh have like a super dark sense of humor to it that it's 100 percent your movie uh enough so that uh one of the things that we talked about is like there's technically no rating for the terrifier 2 because if the mpaa got their hands on terrifier 2 like they would never let it be in theaters ever like triple x not quite <laughs> it would get an x rating yeah. it would get it, it would definitely get nc-17 rating because of how gory and how violent it is. Like it is the way that dry puts it is like the kills are not just like gory, but they're mean about being gory too. Like (laughs) there's one kill in particular he's talking about whenever he says that, but there are a couple kills in there that they're just, they're just mean spirited. Didn't you say like split a person from their vagina or something? That was the first first one. one, And that is fucking tame. (laughs) Yeah. That's tame in compared to some of the kills in the second one. In the second one, there's a kill and I won't describe it in complete brutal detail. E to save you from throwing up a little bit. But I will describe it a little bit for those who didn't listen to the episode. Uh, this is graphic. Uh, there's a person who he cuts up a whole bunch, uh, throws salt and, and bleach. bleach on her so it burns a whole lot more, um, breaks her arm in half, but like 
breaks it and then meddles it around and pulls it off. Like, you know, whenever you have like a piece of plastic yeah, you yeah. need to break off? Yeah, he does that with her arm. Um, and then a lot of stuff in between there. A lot of stuff in between there. Um, the person who kills mom comes into the room and all of her skin's gone. It's just yeah. gone. Like, the room is completely covered yeah. in blood. Literally covered in blood. And he's just there, uh... Like, just cutting pieces cutting off of pieces her? pieces off, kind of nibbling on him a little bit. And laughing. And, like, the mom starts screaming. And he's, like... He starts points at the dead girl. Not dead, by the way. Still kind of moving a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, she looks up at her and says, Mom? Real yeah. quick. And then... He All just, practical effects, by the way. Yeah. Everything in this is practical effects. It's impressive. Um... And he's like, Mom, and he points at her, points at the mom, points at her, and begins his, like, mime laugh thing. Um, and, like, he's, like, trying to, like, in how I interpret it, he's, like, trying to convince the mom how funny it is, and she starts screaming, and when she does that, uh, he's like, oh, you get it, good, now you see how funny it is. Like, again, that's the level of, like, who this character is, Art the Clown. It's yeah. fucked up. And I, I'm telling you, e, I saved you five minutes of detailed description. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, like, yeah, I definitely can't watch these. Gore, uh, to, I think if there's to like, a weird extent, gore is not my thing. It is so insanely gory and mean about it because yeah. he doesn't have to pour bleach and salt on her. There's no reason he, he could just kill her. He could just kill her. Yeah. He literally leaves the room and comes back to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, and there's another thing with like shoving mashed potatoes in somebody's face hole too. There's no face there. It's just oh hole. yeah, uh, there because. It, please do not describe no, it. No, no, I'm not going to describe that. I was just going to say, like, one of the things about Arthur Clown that I thought that I, I thought was kind of funny about it is, like, it seems like there's always, like, some kind of motif. Like, you know, uh, Mike Myers has his knife. Uh, Freddy Krueger has his claw hand. Um, Jason has his machete kind of thing. Art just uses, like, whatever is around. And so, like, every now and then he'll just pull a gun out. And with, yeah, yeah. So like he, he just like that's something that threw me off in the first movie because in the first movie there's a scene wherever like who you think is gonna be the main character is fighting him and like she starts beating him with a two by four and like while he's like trying to get back up she's like doing like a come on get up get up you son of a bitch kind of thing and he's just like looking at her like he's a little bit defeated and then he just pulls out a Glock and shoots her yeah <laughs> he's like that's the thing he kills oh. people in this with guns like he's not afraid to do anything with guns he'll use whatever it takes if but he, yeah like yeah, the, so like if he thinks he's gonna lose he'll just pull out a gun and he'll yeah. cheat <laughs> but yeah in the second movie uh there's a scene wherever i won't go into the huge details with it but like um there's like shaving cream and toilet paper all over this girl's car and they wrote bitch on the front windshield of it and like while she's cleaning it up he or she goes to like wipe the when are the front windshield off or not one are the driver's side yeah, window yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, and, like, you're kind of wondering, like, what he's going to do. He just pulls out a double-barrel shotgun and, like, blows her face off. Yeah. And that's what he means, like, the mashed potatoes in the face hole. Uh, yeah. It's it's insane and mean in the best ways possible. That's crazy. Yeah. it That's really surprising in a lot of ways, because you think, like, people are, would be kind of not passed in, like, the sense of his face or anything, but, like, got that kind of out of the system after, like, all the saws and everything. So it's kind of nice to hear, like, they're like, nah, we fucking do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's all practical effects. All of it. But yeah, like, it's something that I said a lot on both episodes, actually, is that Art the Clown is, like, the best parts of Leatherface and the best parts of Freddy Krueger put into one character. It's great. Yeah. For for anybody who loves slashers. If loves Grindhouse. You, or loves Grindhouse. If you weren't paying attention to Terrifier films, you're missing out. Yeah. But yeah, like, there's a good chance that Terrifier 3 is also going to be unrated and, like, completely independently done because there's no way that they could rate these movies without them like without completely killing the movies yeah what if in terrifier 3 john wick shows up <laughs> he'd lose um <laughs> so yeah skinnamarink wins this one yeah. for best yeah. horror um, but yeah terrifier 2 still great horror movie but skinnamarink is just like that was an experience man it's, it's insane it's absolutely insane all right so best horror conjuring in third terrifier 2 in second and skinnamarink in first well deserved. Skinner yeah. Rink is just a one once in a lifetime kind of film. It feels I was like. only I was only one off for my guess. Oh yeah, you thought a uh, Terrifier two was gonna win? No, remember you you asked me specifically. I? I said that it was gonna be Skinner Rink, Terrifier oh, yeah. two, and then Terrifier one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I remember now. That was the big, we, we were. Yeah, that we, was about twenty minutes. We recorded ago. this. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> it was fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> All right, our final category, the completely real category that. I, that definitely isn't just us grasping at straws. <laughs> Modern adaptation slash continuation, which we got Ernest and Celestine, Power Rangers 2017, 
Uncharted, Clerks 3, Bell, Beauty and the Beast 2017, Bullet Train, Ouija, Rise of Apes, and Astartes. What's Astartes? No, I'm kidding. Bold decision. I feel like Ernest and Celestine could probably get dropped because, like, that's cool. Uh, none of us have read the books, so we can't, yeah. like, say how good of a continuation adaptation it is. And also, like, um, I mean, versus some of these, it can maybe, like, get in a slap fight. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can kind of agree with that one. There's some other things I can see getting cut pretty easily on this list. But Ernest and Celestine is an easy cut for this one. Like, we, it felt very milk toast the entire time. It looks cool. Yeah, it has some really cool visuals. I think I don't know if E ever got a chance to watch it, but like it reminded me of a couple artistic things that I saw on YouTube that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna help E out here a little is it, bit. Isabel. No. Oh. Uh, it's for a modern adaptation test continuation. Ouija doesn't count technically because it's a prequel. Yippee. It's not a continuation. <laughs> oh so no, remember, no, remember, it's an adaptation of the board game. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, why it's in here. It's also not good at adapting a board game. Yeah. It doesn't kill it. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> doesn't fit. <laughs> uh, but also, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, the worst adaptation on this is fucking Bell. Bell d- Bell's barely an adaptation, and what it does adapt is kind of bad yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Bell's an adaptation in the same way that West Side Story is kind of a Shakespearean thing. West Side Story is very Shakespearean, though. Maybe I don't, Super maybe I don't remember that much about West Side Story. <laughs> well, it sounds like that's something. You don't remember um, the part Blatty. where like, they go on the roof and he's like, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore <laughs> art thou, Romeo? They literally do the, are, where art thou, Romeo, though? Okay. It's literally just Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's literally that. Okay, how about this then? Belle is like Beauty and the Beast in the same way that Sons of Anarchy is Hamlet. Well, no, because Sons of Anarchy is actually very close to Hamlet. Is it? Belle's like yeah. Beauty and the Beast in the same way Ed and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. What I think we're getting at is Bell's real bad. <laughs> Bell's not good. It's it has not... some funny moments, and the if you like that kind of music, the music is good. Yeah, the music's good. The visuals are pretty cool, but the storyline is just so lacking. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, well, we got two 2017s on here. We do. I'm gonna say dry. Like Power Rangers is cool. I agree. But as an adaptation you know, it wins. of Power going all the way to the top. <laughs> as an adaptation of Power Rangers, I feel like in a lot of ways it does kind of miss. I agree with you. I really do like that movie as its own thing and as being part of Power Rangers. But as it just trying to be like, hey, here's some fucking cool Power Rangers, it doesn't do a lot of Power Ranger in. Yeah. So I mean, right. it is also an origin story. It is, man. I'm telling you, fucking, if they did a sequel, it would have been so goddamn good. Because they would have had the suits so right away. They would have been fighting Tommy. They probably would have got the fucking the robot stuff right. Like, first scene, Voltron. So That's a different so... series, I know. but It is very different. But it would have been so good. And fighting Tommy would have been great. <sighs> I'm really <sighs> mad. I fucking hate Sony. Now I you think. only have seven trillion other Power Rangers movies to watch. I know. But they're all not as good. <laughs> Um, um, probably Rise, because like it yeah. is also kind of like meant to be like this weird prequel to it, and it's I don't know, like it is technically a modern adaptation, but it's also the weakest of the trilogy, and it's just like it is very much also its own thing in comparison to the original trilogy. Yeah. Or, or I say trilogy, there's like six of the original Planet of the Apes movies. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> like uh, if it came to like modern adaptations technically as an even though it's a worse movie as an adaptation like the t- 2001 I think is what it was Planet of the Apes it's way is, worse it's way worse but it's better of like an adaptation if we're speaking purely on adaptation wise I mean yeah it's a prequel so I agree with that has to be cut for some reasons Ouija yeah. uh <laughs> fair for being based off board game yeah yep um feel like we're slanting more towards adaptation yeah. category here. Beauty of the Beast kind of is just direct, like, it's doing it again. Just doing it again. Yeah. It's doing the thing that Disney started doing, what was it, in like 2015, where we were like, hey, we need to do live action versions of every 
animated movie we've ever done. They're working on Moana right now. It's yeah, it's so ridiculous. It well, still has the rock, right? Like yeah, yeah it still has the rock. Like, in it. What's yeah. the point? I don't know. I know it's, it's that's the one. Like, Jiraiya is finally it, like okay, this is kind cool. of yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It kind of made sense whenever they started like Maleficent with uh the Sleeping Beauty. That made sense. That was in the fifties. Yeah. And then it also made sense with Cinderella because that was also in like the 50s or the 60s. Yeah. Snow White also makes sense. That was the 30s. Snow White? Yeah. The original Snow White, that was like the no, first. No, there was a Snow White live action? There were, it's Technically, that's not Disney now that I think about it. Well, no. But yes. Disney did their adaptation. Oh, uh, they did Snow White and the Huntsman? Oh, no. They're working on a Snow White one. Okay. It comes okay. out next year. Uh, yeah. I was talking about the one that already came out. But oh, they didn't I, do that one. No, they yeah. didn't do that one. But like, yeah, like uh, when it comes to like live adaptations, it makes sense if it's like su- if it's older. Yeah. But now they're getting well, into like stuff that A lot of those was... are already public domain stuff. So like yeah. you could be like, oh, well, technically they could just be doing that. Moana is Moana. Yeah. They did it 10 years ago. Yeah. It's if real that. fresh. Yeah. If that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Moana cut off the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he's gone. Okay. Um. Um. I so here's where we're getting to. I don't know with Bullet Train how accurate it is. None of us can say that, right? Because none of us read it. I have the book. I haven't read it. <laughs> That's fair. Close. I think I'm the closest. <laughs> when you held it, did it feel accurate? I don't know. Like the book felt kind of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it was used. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the thing. We can't really speak to Bullet Train being a good adaptation or not because we haven't read the source material. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's fair. It's a very it's a great movie. It's yeah. a great movie. All right. Adaptation yeah. wise, or eh. we're cutting it, but not because of its inherent good or badness of adaptation, yeah. because we literally don't know. We just literally don't know. <laughs> Absolutely great movie. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got Uncharted, Clerks Three, and A Star Days. I think Uncharted is a really good adaptation, actually. It, it is. That's the thing. It's like it's not a great movie, but it is a decent adaptation. <laughs> it's very accurate to the source. Yes. Uh, so is the Sardis, though. Yeah, Sardis technically is very like when it comes to, to Warhammer lore, it is actually very. Even though there's not like a lot that's said, when it comes to like the aesthetic of it, when it comes to like what actually happened in the storyline for the lore and everything, it, it does a great job of like telling that story without actually like saying anything. Yeah, like Asari's got people more hype about like a Warhammer show or movie or whatever more than their actual movies and yeah, stuff. That's true. Um, like weirdly enough, Astartes is almost like uh Cyberpunk Edge Runners because like not a lot of like Cyberpunk 2077 was kind of dying while they were trying to fix the game, and then the Edge Runner show came out and everybody got excited about Edge Runners gaslit people into liking Cyberpunk again. Yeah. Like people yeah. who hated it gaslit themselves and they're like, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. But I've always enjoyed Cyberpunk. Yeah. I've been a huge defender of it since day one, so I was super excited when people That's, were starting to like it again. If people ever question your love for Cyberpunk, we have on the record of when it came out, yes. you and loving that game still. Yeah, yeah like that game came, was had been out for like maybe a week, and like I was talking about like, it's not like the best thing ever, but it's still a really fun game, and the more I played it, the more I started like really, really loving that game. Yeah. And then I'm now I'm on the bandwagon of people who are just like, oh yeah, people were like talking about how much of a masterpiece that game is because of Phantom Liberty are talking about things that were there since day one. <laughs> to be fair, most of those people couldn't experience a lot of the stuff that was there since day one. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing with fair. something like Cyberpunk is like yeah. there were literal reasons yeah, there, why people like, were there, pissed. There are definitely reasons why people were pissed, and like some of them do make sense why they were pissed off like yeah especially people who were stuck playing on console like i i have no way to defend it like they that should game not was have hot garbage that no they the shouldn't they did uh yeah. they felt they probably felt like they had to because like um investors yeah because of investors because it was one of those like this was going to be their new ip it was the most ambitious thing they had ever done at that point in time when i saw what the pc specs were going to be for that game i knew automatically that this was going to run like hot garbage i didn't think it was going to run that bad on last gen systems did i don't think yeah, they did well they knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they knew. Uh, they did. They tried pulling back, but a lot of people like they got death threats online because of like people who really wanted to play that game yeah. on their PS3. And, yeah, not their PS3. PS4. PS4 Might as fucking well have. on their Wii. <laughs> PS3. Where's my Wii port? <laughs> fucking uh, Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk 2077. No, I couldn't remember the company. Oh, uh, oh. CD Projekt Red. Yeah, where's my fucking Wii port? See, <laughs> weed port. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> where's our best weed category? Um, None. Yeah. <laughs> that was during the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, but yeah, Astartes is an extremely good adaptation. So now Clerks 3 is the weird one out because it's the only continuation. Yeah. Left. I was going to say that 
Um, which is why I think it should win. No, um, <laughs> no, I think I think it honestly it had its time in the sun with the trilogy. I think it winning that shows kind of the full circle of yeah. it all. Whereas a continuation or a tr- or a, well, a continuation of what it would be, I think that kind of does it a disservice, honestly, too, because it's not just like oh, no, we're keep on going, but it's like it's it's a whole circle. It wraps yeah. itself up. Yeah. Uh, I think it doesn't quite fit this category very well uh, because of what it's going for. I think it doesn't win it. Sure. That's that's usually how we do, how we cope. Yeah. <laughs> I have some copium, yeah. All right. <laughs> Uncharted and Astartes. I'm going to be honest. I think Astartes is a better I, adaptation. I think Astartes is... Like, Dry obviously doesn't know 40K, so he can't say. Yeah. No idea, yeah. But... I think basically this is Robbie's category now because he's the only person who's, <laughs> who both is intru- knows about 40K and knows about Uncharted. That's true, actually. You're the only one that does. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think whenever people saw Astartes, like, that's what they wanted from like a Warhammer movie mm-hmm. because the thing about Games Workshop is they're not like the most profitable company in the world, but like they have these big ambitions of like what the 40K universe is supposed to be, but they don't have a whole lot of budget to show people that. So most of it is like confound to like, lore dumps or to books that have been written or written for like the black library they got some or, games now yeah and, well yeah they have a couple games too which like because games are getting better and it's like becoming easier to make these larger budget games like you get a better idea of it but i feel for a lot of people like this is their first time seeing for warhammer like what they really thought of like the, you know the the grim dark universe of mm-hmm. it and everything of like what they wanted to see with it especially in comparison to something like the ultramarine movies yeah I say movies. There's one Ultramarine movie. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Is this a movie finally gets to be in a category? It finally made it, baby. Woo! But yeah, I think because like there's a lot of but like I said, I think when it comes to like just sticking to the source material, I feel like Astartes did it better than yeah. Uncharted did because Uncharted, they still wanted to make it like this big fun action movie and like have some Uncharted moments in it. But I think it probably helps out with the starties that it is as short as it is to like help stick with the source material that well, it could tell. That guy would and also, yeah. And that guy w- could finish. And that's one of those things that I think a lot of people kind of forget is that like a Pixar movie, if one guy did an entire Pixar movie by himself, it would take him 500 years to animate the entire thing. Jesus Christ. At yeah. least that, that that's the, what they're saying. Cause like, you know, they have thousands of people working overtime and like just sending frames to these render farms that are taking forever to, get this movie out so the fact that one guy made it and he stuck so close to the source material like that movie it's phenomenal that it was even made yeah all right so uh i'm so happy it finally happened like (laughs) (laughs) we finally had a category that it could actually go i'm surprised it came down to what i had to say about it you're the one that knew about both this here's the inverse of the usual (laughs) yeah usually usually i'm the fence sitter (laughs) (laughs) all right so modern adaptation continuation we have Clerks and Uncharted's runners up, and Astartes the winner. Is this Woo! a movie? We matters now. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's finally decided. It is a movie. <laughs> All um, right, that was good. That was that was fun. That was well, good. That is this three of That's what this we do. Part three, day three. Part three, day three, twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Trilogy three. December three. The trill. The trilogy three. The trilogy three. Trilogy. Three-legy. The three-legy. <laughs> We're just making up stuff now. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to get off of this for any reason, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. It gives you a link to all the social media, the one, uh, the <laughs> podcast stuff, but you probably know what you want to listen to us on. And our Twitch stream every Wednesday, every Saturday, most Thursdays, we do Twitch streams. We play video games Wednesday I probably will be playing Symphony of the Night. Or be done with it. I don't know yet. We don't know really. It depends how good we be. Yeah. Uh, Thursdays, Randos Fidos. We have a big old wheel of fighting games, and me and D will play whatever it lands on for 30 minutes, and we do two or three games a stream. And Saturday, we're just having fun for a bit, and then we'll get back to the series. Yeah. 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 All righty. Day three wrapping up here. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, E. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with another part of this whole thing. So talk to you guys again tomorrow. Have a good one. Woo! Bye. Bye. Bye.